welcome to the day of Lenten, day of recollection of the Catholic Radio, WSFI 88.5. Each and every one of you can join to Jesus Christ. And many times you will hear, close your eyes and meditate about what you hear. So you're welcome here in the radio and wherever you are, at home, in your car, in the hospital, in nursing home, whenever you are and able to join to this day of recollection. This talk will take approximately one or 15, 20 minutes. And the title, The Holy Face of Jesus. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, look upon the face of thy Son, Jesus Christ. We present it to thee with confidence to implore thy pardon. The all-merciful advocate opens his mouth to plead or cause, hearken to his cries, behold his tears, O God, and through his infinite merits, hearken to him when he intercedes for us poor miserable sinners. Amen. My dear brothers, my dear sisters, in our brother and Lord Jesus Christ. So, we are ready to listen to our recollection meditation, rather or rather contemplations on the holy face of Jesus. Some of us probably were able to see the exhibition of the Holy Shroud. I was talking with some people who said they were deeply touched by what they saw and what they have read. Many said they got goosebumps on their arms during the time when they saw the exhibition, the shroud, and the crucified Jesus on the cross. We can see the holy shroud. We are familiar with the holy face of Jesus on the shroud. But I want to take some other steps, some other sources, other ways where we will meet Jesus Christ. When we will see the holy face of our Lord. When we go on pilgrimages, we have a tour guide or two or even more tour guides 
who join us in different places and each of them shows their own areas and they tell their local histories. Today, I will take the tour guide position and I will take you to the Lord through the eyes of different people and the perspective of their different places. During this time, I need you. I need you. I need your cooperation, your attention, your eagerness, your desire that you would meet with the Lord and you would discover Him. You would see His face wherever we meet Him in these coming minutes. On this journey, to whom do you guess that we will take you first? Yes, to the one who saw Jesus' face first. I will take you to his mother. And she is there. And just like the shepherds, you and I will come to the entrance of the stable and there we see Mother Mary. Of course, the location is Bethlehem. Is Bethlehem. Mother Mary is sitting there and in her arms is her baby boy, Jesus. She is smiling. She croons and hums. She whispers gently. And yes, the face of her baby is reflected on the mother's Mary's face. Mothers, fathers, can you recall your baby's face when your child was in your arms? The baby is smiling and waving his arms. The baby is happy. So is his mother. So are you. Yes, the face of the baby was crying and smiling and radiating joy, happiness and peace and hope though we know from the prophecies that much more would come to pass. Now the shepherds are also coming 
to see the face of the baby. And by the way, they have already arrived. And I will take you right now, right here, to the shepherds. The shepherds came with excitement because the angels of God were singing to them in the desert when they were with their flocks. And because of that beautiful song, they were stirred up with enthusiasm and desire to see the face of this baby. They arrived there just a little while ago, just before you and I did. And if you can close your eyes now, you can see the happy face of the shepherds because the joy, the peace, the happiness and the hope are radiating from the face of the baby Jesus in the shepherd's face. Do you feel that the same joy is radiating from your face. Do you feel that joy, that happiness, that peace, that hope, that the face of baby Jesus gives to you, to the shepherds, to the whole world? Do you rejoice with the Magi, with the Magi who came from the Far East and were looking for the baby Jesus, wanting to see the face of the baby? They arrived with their camels, having come from such a far distance and having traveled a long, long time, not worrying about the weather or food, the weather, because they just wanted to see the most powerful, the most beautiful face of the baby, of whom they read of in prophecy. By the way, they are already here, here. And if you close again your eyes, you can see the Magi. You can see their happiness, their peace, their hope, their joy. Can you see him? Can you see Jesus? Can you experience the same? Can you feel the same thing what, that Mary, that the shepherds, that the Magi saw and felt 
from the face of the baby Jesus and how he radiates the same things for more than two thousand years now. You think I am talking about Christmas time? And you are right. You are right. I am talking about the birth of Jesus Christ. When the face of Jesus appears the first time. And people surrounded him. Surrounded his manger. Surrounded his mother. Surrounded his father Joseph. And they were happy. Happy. And now, I am sorry. But we have to end our time in this place and leave this group of people for a while and we have to look at some others who were also interested to see the face of the baby, Jesus. Until now, we were in Bethlehem. But let us go back for a moment to Jerusalem, to the palace of King Herod. Now, we are standing in his palace. And sooner or later, Herod will ask you if you would be the one who would betray Jesus, who would give information of Jesus. Of course, you would be paid with blood money, perhaps 30 silver coins. Can you realize that you do not see the face of Jesus? And I hope not. I hope none of us will be available to betray our Lord and His face. We also know that Mary and Joseph had to flee to Egypt. And the face of the young Jesus was not available for the public. But when the angel directed Joseph to go back to the homeland because the homeland security was better than the teachers and the scribes were able to see the face of the 12 years old Jesus. And they were all amazed when his face 
was radiating the light. And he taught them, not as others had, but with authority. With authority. With divine authority. And the scribes and the Pharisees asked each other, Where did he get all this? Isn't he the son of the carpenter? Aren't his sisters and mothers are living here? This group wasn't interested in taking a look into the face of Jesus, which would have radiated to them the same way he radiated in Bethlehem. This group was jealous. This, and they were already afraid. Afraid of losing their power, their offices. What about you? What about us? When we see the face of Jesus, the twelve-year-old Jesus, who was teaching with such authority that even teachers were wondering about his knowledge. Are we ready to listen to him, to him, in spite of his young age? Are we ready to do whatever he tells us? If we, if we, without any second thoughts, follow and do all that he told us, and then we go back to the desert. The desert where Jesus was alone. And no one saw his face except for one. And that was Satan. Satan. And he was not ashamed to look at the face of Jesus. To look into his eyes three times and say his devious words to tempt our Lord. If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest, lest you dash your foot against the stone. All these I shall give you, 
if you will prostrate yourself and worship me, me, me. When we hear those temptations that he so nastily offered to our Lord's face, then we see the great strength in his face and hear his statements from his heart. And this has to give us a strengthening grace that we can use when the devil is tempting you. The devil is tempting me, tempting all of us either constantly or periodically, periodically. When we are fighting, fighting against the devil's temptations, or even our own body, our own desires, we just need to look at the face of Jesus Christ in the desert. The devil didn't get anything out of it. Nothing. But we can get strength. We can get courage. We can get hope to continue our journey to do everything the way he tells us. Tells you, tells me, and it is a reflection of the Blessed Virgin Mary's words. Do whatever he tells you. Now, let's go to, take, uh, to the lake of Genezareth. When Jesus was standing at the shore, he did not look at his face in the water. But he looked for those whom he would send all over the world. Just as Jesus himself was sent by his heavenly Father. This Jesus stood on the shore and saw fishermen. And he greeted them. He took a look at their eyes and he said, follow me. And guess what happened. These fishermen all took a look in Jesus' face and they threw down their nets and followed Jesus immediately. These fishermen were working hard, hard for their living and for their livelihood and their families. Can you 
imagine that look can you imagine the face of Jesus which gave them the strength to throw the, out the nets their livelihood and their livelihood of their families and to follow this man who probably was still at least a half stranger. Hmm. Only those people who have goodwill can see the real face of Jesus Christ. The gentleness, the kindness, the generosity, and all the good which in his face which they read in a second when they heard the words come follow me please close your eyes again on the breath and try to answer Jesus when he calls you come Follow me. Probably not to the priesthood, but follow me to your kitchen. Follow me to your living room. Follow me to your closet. Follow me to the shopping mall. Follow me to the church. Follow me to the hospital. Follow me to the funeral home. Follow me to those who are in jail. Follow me to those who are suffering. Follow me to those who are hopeless, who are helpless. Follow me to those who are suffering persecution because of their faith or because of their color or because of their ethnicity those who are homeless come and follow me to the expectant mothers and help them to deliver their babies whose lives were received from my father wherever I go please come follow me are you with me do you hear me are you following me do you want to follow me? Do you want to follow me anywhere without rejection? Just take a look in my face and let me take a look in your face. I want to see my face 
in your face. You are my image and likeness. My image and likeness. Are you well aware of this? When you take a look in the mirror, can you see me in your face? In your face? Are you scared because of your wrinkles? Because of your spots here and there on your face? I am still in your face. Am I not? Am I not? And let's go now to another group. Again. Though this group is hiding themselves behind trees, behind bushes, behind pillars, behind masks, they are looking for me asking each other what am I doing on the Sabbath? What am I doing at the Ombo? What is my teaching? What do I say to the public? They want to hear if I am dangerous if what I teach from my heavenly Father is speaking against their authority or will weaken their power. They are looking at my face not because they want to see and learn from my meek and humble heart. No. But because they are looking for the time they can arrest me and those whom I sent to teach the truth, those who are not politically correct, They are watching me day and night. They don't need to use a fig tree. They have cell phones, other equipments like drones. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Let them hear. Whoever has eyes ought to see and understand what the Spirit tells to the church. What the Spirit tells to the church. We really need to take a look.
face of Jesus Christ. That Jesus who went all over his homeland and he was the security of his people. We also have our homeland. And for you and me, he is the security in our homeland. I mean Jesus Christ. If we take a look at his face, the divine face of Christ, we will be secured just by that look, just by that look, without any other weapons. Of course, we Catholics do have a weapon, and that is the Holy Rosary with its 59 bullets, which are the beads. If we go further, we see demons around Jesus. Those demons who were and who still are around Jesus and his followers, you and me. That's why we need to take a look at the face of Jesus. Because when he takes a look at me, we can feel the strength. We can feel his love. We can feel the truth. When he said, I did not come to abandon the sinners, to abandon the world. I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And that law is the law of my Father. And that is love. Divine love. The way you read from my youngest apostles letter that God is love. Whoever lives in love, which is me, says the Lord, which is the Trinity, says the Lord, will have eternal life. Will have eternal life. And you won't have foreclosure and you don't need to worry about the divine currency like you worry about the almighty dollar. Just please take a look at in my face.
so that I can smile at you, so that I can take a look in your eyes, and with the, that gaze, I will give you the strength that I gave to my apostle, who just denied me three times. And what happened? Regained his strength. He didn't learn before when he saw he was walking toward me on the water. But when he took down his gaze from my face, he started to sink. He was frightened, but at least he begged me, save me, save me. Learn from my first pope, Peter, and do not take your gaze down from my face. Because as many times as you take down your gaze from my face, you are gonna sink. You are gonna sink. Sink either in water or in sin or whatever. But even then, don't forget to turn to me again, like Peter did, like Peter, the rock, did. Help me! I am sinking! I am sinking! And I will stretch out my arms, but you have to stretch also, so that I can Catch you. Not just me. It's not just my face. I need your cooperation. Your willingness. And again, we go back to those to whom I gave back their health. All the ten lepers realized that they were cured, but only one realized that after my help, he should return and thank me. What about you? What about me? Just think about it. How many times you were praying and I tell you that I am always listening, I am always answering, maybe not the same way as you thought or you on it, 
but in the way which would help you in the long run. I told you your thoughts and my thoughts are not the same. But my face and your face can become the same and should become the same. There were others who were cured. Jairus thanked me. I heard him immediately because of his face. Faith. Just like the centurion from Capernaum. That is why I said, I did not see this faith in Israel. What about your faith and my faith? Do you think you are strong enough to live the life I want you? To do the things I commanded you? Or do you want some alternative solutions which does not match what I gave you? What my father wants for you? Aren't you praying every day? Your, your will be done. But my father and I experience the contrary from you. What you want is that your will be done. Your will be done. And not the will of my father and I. Why do you act like you are God? Each and every one of you are just human beings. Everybody. Everybody. None of you are God, but of course, because we love each other, and every one of you in the Garden of Gethsemane, I turned my face to my father, and I prayed to him, Father, I pray for them, that they would become one in us, and I am in you, as I am in you, and you are in me. They would become one. One, one, I prayed for you. I take a look at you every time. But what about you? Are you seeking to see my face? Are you asking for my grace? 
Are you promising your faithfulness to avoid everything which leads you away from my Father, from me, and from the Holy Spirit? Do you have the desire to see in me who I am? Then come and follow me. And my apostles, and my apostles, Peter, James, John, and the others. Follow me. And follow them to the Mount Tabor. And just stand behind and around my apostles. And you will see me the same way they saw me. My face was transfigured and you will be just like Peter who said, Lord, how good it is for us to be here. And there is the transfigured Jesus when the apostles were around him on the top of the mountain. Let's erect three boots. But you don't need to erect them. That's why you have to see my face. That's why you have to hear my voice. That's why you have to follow my orders, my orders, because then you will become pure, clean, chaste, sinless, and you will get your eternal condominium from my Father in heaven. But you and I are not ready yet. Jesus says, my face was visible wherever I went. And my face was visible at the Praetorium at Pontius Pilate. My face was crammed, you will come here, it, it was crammed with horns. Please take this.
turn thy face on me. In this thy bitter passion, good shepherd, think of me. the face of Jesus. He did not suffer for himself. He did not come to the world to save himself. He came to save you. You, your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your mother, your best friends, your country, your church, the whole world. You still didn't get it? You still didn't get it? You still didn't get it that the face of Jesus came because of you, because of me, because of us, and takes a look at you to save you because he is secure, security for you and me and for our country and for the whole world. That's why the godless world, world turned against Jesus. And they are afraid to take a look at the face of Jesus because they are afraid that they will be converted with one gaze just like Peter was. Hmm. Now you can see this face on the cross with thorns, blood, excruciating pain, and he still prays for you on the cross. And he says to his father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. Like it or not, it doesn't matter. You are with me. And we are all one of the executioners with our sins, venial, and even worse, mortal, and with sacrileges. Jesus came to save us, 
not the saints, the sinners. And if you think you are a saint, you are mistaken. Each and every one of us are sinners. Even if we are the Pope, or bishops, priests, or laity, only the Blessed Virgin was the Immaculate because the two and because of the two other persons, Adam and Eve, lost their perfectness. We do not suffer because of Adam and Eve's sins. No. We suffer because of our own sin. Own sin. We cannot say, oh, we are so good, we love God, we do everything that He wants, because you know that's not true. That's not true. Simply not true. How many times have we told white lies? How many times don't we care what we say or control our words? How many times do we smiling and laughing faces while we are huge gossips? How many times do we ruin other people's reputation by lying to them or against them? How many times have we omitted the holy days of obligation? How many times we are acting like a pharmacist, weighing and measuring our time and what portion we will give to God. I will tell you what I mean. How many times are we upset because this poor priest said not 10 minutes, but 13 minutes, even 15 or 20 minutes long homily. Do you want me to tell you more? I can continue if you want to hear. I know you don't want that. You don't. I don't and I, I know we don't. That's why we came to shake us up. To take at the face, a look at the face of Jesus Christ. And not to lie to him anymore. Dedicate yourself to Jesus Christ. To Jesus Christ. We don't know our present. 
we don't know our future. And we need to become strong, faithful followers of the face of Jesus Christ. Just take a look at what is going on in the world. Listen to the mainstream media. Listen to the sinful advertisements and commercials. Consider the 64 million babies who were murdered since 1973, January 22nd, Roe vs. Wade. And take a look at your hidden sins and you will realize that we need to escape to the face of Jesus because his gaze is always upon us always and he knows us better than we do ourselves. But the good news is that he offers us his forgiveness through his sacraments. We need to make total, complete, sincere confessions because not even the Eucharist, but only the sacrament of confession can change our life. Because you cannot receive the Holy Eucharist with mortal sins or sacrileges. Only the sacrament of confession, you can, you should, you must, go to confess your sins by their nature and number and reconcile with God, with the church, with those whom you hurt, and finally with yourself, with yourself. On this path, do we have any help? Of course, Jesus is the first one who offers his help. We can go, we can go to Jesus, to his face, to the face of Jesus, to the humble and meek of heart of Jesus, to the merciful and forgiving divine mercy who has greater joy for one repentant sinners than for the 99 righteous people with the holy communion of saints with the angels of heaven but you have to make 
the decision. The decision. You have to make you, not others, you, you, not others, not your spouse, not your children, not your bishop, not your priest, nobody else. You, you, you. There are only two persons to whom we can never lie. To God and to myself. Only two persons we can apply. To God and to myself. Because both will know if I have lied. Believe me. I am able to lie to you. But I am not able to lie to myself or to God. And that's what we have to remember when we go to the confessional. You will see a priest who is sitting there for God and who will give a, who is giving you the absolution. Jesus said, whatever you absolve on earth, it will be absolved in heaven. And guess who absolves our sins in heaven? I won't tell you. You have to figure it out. <laughs> the second source of help which you and I can always count on is the perpetual help of Mary, help of Christians. We have to turn to Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary. She was one of us, though sinless, and she suffered greatly. We celebrated her in September on the feast day of Our Lady of Sahos. Needless to say that none other than Jesus himself said, She is your mother. She is your mother. We were given her from the Father, from the Son, and from the Holy Spirit. She is the mediatrix of all graces. She is the refuge of sinners. She is our help of Christians. And you 
I and each and every one of us, not just Catholics, but Christians should turn to the help of Christians, or lady, the help of Christians, our help. Because just as your own mother, when you lift up your heart to her, or just like your own child, when he or she has something of you, and you understand your child more than anyone else, she understands you. She understands your suffering. She understands your fear. Your uncertainty. Whatever nobody else understands, she trusts in you. When anybody else would question you, your faith, your conversion, or whatever, she is there for you. Why? Not because you are so beautiful or handsome or came dressed all fancy schmancy, but because Jesus said to her, There is your son. And of course, there is your daughter. Mm -hmm. For sure. And you are her son, you are her daughter. That's why. And because she sees your heart, and if you sincerely look for the face of her son, because in her face, in her son's face, then the two hearts and the two faces will help you tremendously, tremendously. We don't need to pay life insurance at all. Because there is a life insurance agent who offers to you free life insurance. Free. If you pay life insurance, you will never get money. Somebody else will get some if there will be any money left at that time when you die. The real life insurance agent and the only life insurance agent is the divine physician. Doctor or Dr. Jesus 
Christ. PhD, MD, DD, DDS, so forth. What else do you want? What else do you want? And then take a look at his face. And follow him like the apostles and saints and the blessed virgin and all the saints of God. Lord Jesus Christ, in presenting ourselves before thine adorable face to ask thee the graces of which we stand most in need, we beseech thee above all to grant us that interior disposition of never refusing any time to do what you require of us by thy holy commandments and O good Jesus who ask, said ask and you shall receive seek and you shall find knock and then to you grant us O Lord that faith which obtains all grant us that the pure Christus vincit, Christus regnat, Christus Christus imperat, Christus vincit, Christus regnat, Christus Christus imperat.